Welcome. You're listening to Janesville Mobilizing for Changes Together for Change podcast, your source for local substance abuse prevention matters in Janesville and Rock County. Here's your host, Jane Goldberg. Welcome back to the Together for Change podcast. My name is Jane Goldberg, and I'm the director with Janesville Mobilizing for Change. And we are continuing on with our series of checking in with the different community partners that we work with. So here with me today, I have Caitlin Hathorne. She's with the Boys and Girls Club. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. So Caitlin, um, she represents the youth serving sector in our coalition, and she's also the chairperson of JM4C. So Caitlin, can you tell me a little bit about your role at the Boys and Girls Club? Sure. So I'm our program quality director. So I oversee all of our programming at the club to make sure that we are serving um, a high quality experience for our youth, that they're coming in and of course having fun, but also getting some good stuff out of it, whether it's academics or healthy lifestyles or good character and leadership skills. Nice. And how many youth and families do you serve? So currently we serve 86 youth, which is about 70 families. Um, We provide transportation from Lincoln Elementary, Van Buren Elementary, Madison Elementary, and Roosevelt down to the club after school, but we also serve all those uh, schools in Janesville. Um, Year to date, though, we've served 1,118 youth between our programming at the clubhouse and our outreach events, whether we're at um, the farmer's market or doing things down on Festival Street whenever they have events down there. So that's been a great number to see grow, especially during this pandemic period. Right. And I was just going to ask about the pandemic. I know with COVID-19, JM4C has had to kind of shift all of our programs and activities to a virtual format. Has the club made any adjustments during the COVID-19 pandemic or have you been kind of keeping things intact as they were before? Yeah, we did virtual programming for about three months right when COVID broke out. Um, And then we did summer programming uh, June of 2020. Okay. Our numbers were down because we kept our kids in smaller cohorts. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Um, Just to make sure we can monitor if we had a uh, COVID case or not. But we're definitely getting back into the swing of things and we're we're a full house. So it's been great. It's nice. All right. So what got you interested in becoming a member of JM4C? I think the biggest thing that got me interested was the mission of reducing that substance use and promoting mental health. Um, We serve a very vulnerable population, our youth. um, They're learning and growing. And I feel like it's our responsibility at the club and then with JM4C that we're giving the best we can to these kids so that when they're adults, they're making good decisions for themselves and the community. Uh, So I felt like it was just a good way to best support our youth and work together. Nice. Sounds good. So do you have any barriers that you face with um, the kids that you work with? I would say our biggest barrier right now is space. Space. We can only have so many kids in the building with licensing capacity, so that's been a challenge. Um, One way we've helped fix that a little bit is we have our Jackson Elementary School site where we bring programming to school instead of having the kids come to the club. Um, And just visibility, letting people know that we're here and that we provide a great service at a minimal cost so that families can have childcare after school. Um, Having a kiddo myself, I know how expensive that daycare bill can be, so we want to make sure we're providing um, again, high quality experience at a very minimal cost. So just making sure people know that we exist and that we're right. here to help and we have great things going on. Awesome. Well, JM4C can't help with the space issue, but we do partner on some of 
different activities throughout the year, um, one of those being the Olveus Bullying Prevention Program. That is a very um, large evidence-based program with a lot of successful outcomes. And we got that going last year. Um, We helped support that at the club. I think it was last August. So you're really in the implementation phase right now. Um, One of the benefits is a reduction in substance use among kids, a reduction in truancy, a reduction in violence, and then of course, a reduction in bullying. So do you want to talk a little bit about what the club has done with that program? Sure. So like you said, we started uh, training our staff in that uh, this August of 2020, which feels like that was forever ago. Um, So we started training our staff. We had a committee that helped develop, make sure our policies were in place and that everything was ready to go before giving it to the kids. Um, We did our trainings for our staff, making sure that they know what to look out for, what is bullying, make sure we have that definition and ready to go so we can help intervene Um, And then we introduced our anti-bullying expectations for our youth. We've never really had the posters on the wall to tell you what you can and can't, like what is it and isn't bullying. So we were very explicit with that with our kids. Okay. Um, So now that we got the framework down, we do um, weekly meetings with our kids. Oh, nice. Um, And we started implementing those this past summer. Okay. And what that looked like was for the first couple, we just went over each part of our bullying rules. What does it mean? What do we do with it? What does it look like, sound like? So the kids really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Um, After going through those, it just continue to have those meetings and provide a safe space. What do you want to talk about today? What's going on? Because we know when we provide that safe space, kids feel welcome and supported. Mm -hmm. And then you have less of the issues that come down the road. Of course. So I know when you implement a kind of a system-wide policy, you might not see the benefits right away. Have you noticed any positive outcomes since implementing this program? During the summer, we did. Typically, so we have, during the summer, we have our summer camp program. So kids are there all day, 7.30 to 5.30. And that can be a long day for our kiddos. Um, And typically when they're there longer, they have more time to spend with their peers and drama occurs and whatnot. So having those small group meetings, I think really helped Mm -hmm. with providing a space where they can talk and you know, hear staff's feedback and just feel heard. Um, The school year, we're only a month and a half in. So I think we're still trying to figure each other out and having a full building compared to the last couple of enrollment periods. It's been a little different. So slowly, but again, still in the very beginning. Well, it's a wonderful program and we are happy to help support that. And we have to give thanks to the United Way of the Black Hawk region as well for helping support that cause. All right. So um, you represent the youth serving organization. You represent a youth serving organization here in Janesville. Um, What are some ways that other youth serving organizations could get involved with coalition work? Sure. So what we did first is we just started going to the coalition meetings, Mm -hmm. seeing what was going on, seeing what this was all about, and then beginning to volunteer at the events. I think the first one I volunteered for was our reality mazes that we did, um, which you got to talk to other coalition members, see the coalition in action. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say just get to the meetings, get to know the people, see like where you can fit, share your ideas. Because we have so much to offer that sometimes it can be overwhelming at times too. 
And there's um, a lot of partnership possibilities yes. between the two of us. As a coalition, we work at reducing and preventing substance use, especially among youth. And you working at the Boys and Girls Club, you're kind of on the front lines of mm-hmm. working with youth. So it's a great partnership to have. Yes. And we appreciate having you serve on our coalition and all that you do. Oh, I love it. Um, so what's new at the club? Do you have any updates or news you want to share with our listeners? Sure. So we are very excited that we just hired two full-time team teen staff members. So we have a B-grade graduate program nice. that we have a graduation specialist who works with youth at Franklin Middle School and Parker High School um, to keep them on track so that they graduate on time. Um, so she started up with us in September and we have a teen program manager who does our teen programming at the club. Mm-hmm. Where the last couple of years we had one person split between the two so we can only have our teens at the clubhouse twice a week, where now that we have two positions, we can have the teens there Monday through Friday. That's awesome. So that's been so fun. Um, we took a college campus tour last Friday to UW-Whitewater so they get that experience. And it was really neat. The teens that I wouldn't expect were like, I love it here. Like, yeah. I can see myself here. And I go, so what is it about this campus that you're excited about? I don't know. I just feel like I belong here. And I'm like, this is so great. Like, that's awesome. getting them exposed to like, you you can do this. You have the opportunities. So we're taking another group to Black Hawk Tech on Friday. So very teen cool. programming world is going really well, and we're very excited about that. And That's awesome. Elementary is continuing to boom as well, which mm-hmm. we're super happy about. Right. So, and we're just wrapping up October here. So we have, is it Bullying Prevention Month was October? Yes. So what kind of activities did you do at the club? So we typically do the wear orange day because orange is the bully prevention color. So yep. our kids participated as well as our staff. Um, and we did a lot of different activities. So the first one the kids did is they had a sign that they put their name on and we took their picture and it says, I'm a buddy, not a bully. So we have a huge collage in the club to remind them that they took the pledge to be a buddy and not a bully. Um, we had them create kindness posters to hang around the club. And then we also focused on kindness to themselves as well. Oh, nice. So they had, it looked like a ray of sunshine. So in the center, they had their name and then they had compliments be the rays come out of it. Just because you got to love yourself and care for yourself too. Right. As well as each other. So those are a few of the things that we did. Our teens decorated the outside of our building with chalk. Yes. I saw those pictures on Facebook. It was very cool. Yes. They loved it. Yeah. So just the community awareness and letting them know that they have a voice. Yes. And we have to give a shout out to the city of Janesville and the Arise Now project for lighting up the downtown bridge in orange Mm -hmm. on Unity Day. That was October 20th. It looked beautiful at night. So thank you for doing that. All right. Well, anything else? I don't think so. We do have our turkey trot coming up on Thanksgiving Day. So if anybody wants to come out and run before go stuffing your faces. It's a great time. It's a family tradition in our house. It's a great event. All right. Well, I will let you go. And listeners, you can stay tuned next month where we will talk with another community partner of ours. Thanks for listening.